Hey there, this is Ann Teagarden with episode 36 of the Unveiled podcast, and thanks for joining me today. Little update on our family, if you've been following along, uh, my father-in-law, unfortunately, is still in the hospital, but he did have surgery last week to remove a tumor, and he's now recovering from that, and um, we're still hanging in there. But I just was thinking about all this real life stuff. It really can put a strain on any marriage relationship. My husband and I haven't seen much of each other in the last uh, several weeks, but we are trying to keep in perspective that this is just a season and that will help us ride through it more easily, I think. Doesn't mean that we aren't intentionally carving out time to spend with each other when we can and making sure that we're communicating with each other every day you know, real life. You got to love it. You got to deal with it. But anyway, today's topic is chapter five of the book that we're looking at for women only by Shanti Felden. And this chapter is entitled the loneliest burden, how his need to provide weighs your man down and why he likes it that way. Now, before I get into this topic that could potentially be controversial in this day of women and careers, I want to give a little background of where I'm coming from. So when Grant and I were first married, I got a full-time job as a teacher at a private school. It didn't pay very much. And then we chose, after two years, to be missionaries in the United States for the next two years. And that income really wasn't enough to live on in the expensive D.C. area. So I went out and got a part-time job as a secretary to supplement our income. For the following three years, uh, Grant was a full-time graduate student, and I was the sole money earner. Following that season, we became church planters with zero income at first, and I worked full-time to help support us. After 10 years of marriage, we started the adoption process, and we decided that we wanted me to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. So in preparation for that, Grant got a full-time engineering job on top of being a church planter in order to support us. So he has been our sole earner for the past 20 years. So I'm not getting into whether you should help bring home the bacon. That's not the topic um, for this podcast. But today's topic is about men feeling the burden of providing whether or not their wives are earning money. That's what's interesting about it. I don't think that I thought that Grant felt that burden when I was the only breadwinner. Maybe he did, but I know for sure he has shared this burden with me once we had kids to provide for. Quitting his engineering job last year was pretty scary, and he still feels that burden of responsibility. So what about your husband? Well, you'd have to ask him. 71% of those surveyed for this book said it was a huge burden that is on their mind a lot. Of course, your husband could be in the other 29%. For most men, there seems to be a deep need to provide for their family. I kind of liken it to a woman's deep need to nurture and protect. And again, not every woman feels that, but the majority do. On Shanti's survey, she asked this question. Suppose your wife or significant other earned enough to support your family's lifestyle. Would you still feel a compulsion to provide for your family? And the only options she gave as answers were yes or no. And 78% said yes. So even if their wife made enough for them to live on. 
You know, it's interesting that since reading this chapter, I've kind of had my radar on for this, and I've noticed this theme in other places, such as a movie that we watched recently, The Right Stuff. In it, a family was moving to a new place for a new job uh, for the dad, and he said to his wife something to the effect of, this is for us, so that we can have a better life. And she said, you mean it's for you? And he responded, no, it's for us. And I think that little exchange shows how each of them perceived it differently and how that often happens. Um, I'm also reading a missionary autobiography entitled Against All Odds, and it's about Jim Steyer. And all throughout this book, he shares his stress and burden for providing for his wife and later his kids too, while trying to start a ministry in Brazil. It is a constant theme of the book, so I could really see how this was always on his mind. One interesting observation that Shanti brings out in her book is that by supporting their wives, what men are really saying is, I love you. It's their way of showing us that they care. They may work long hours or go on work trips, but they are doing it partly to provide for us and partly because they want to succeed. I used to get so frustrated with how often my husband was out of town for work, but he saw it as part of providing for us. So while it was important for me to share with him how hard it was to have him gone a lot while we had small children to care for, it would have been nice if I had also acknowledged my admiration for how hard he worked and his sacrifice of being away from his family. When a man works long hours or travels a lot, we may interpret it to mean he doesn't want to spend time with us. However, that is most likely not the case. Um, ultimately, we need to understand his drive to provide while helping him maintain some balance and keep the home relationship strong. So it's okay to speak up about this. I remember when I had a conversation with Grant on this topic and I told him, I married you because I wanted to be with you. And that helped bring it home for him. Another insight that Shanti brings out in the book is that men can feel very vulnerable in this area so that a layoff or getting fired can be devastating. Financial struggles can make our husbands feel like failures because of this burden to provide. And Shanti brings out that there's this strange tension felt by many men between wanting to be depended on and feeling trapped by that responsibility. I know Grant often has shared that feeling of being trapped. Even though he was burned out at times, he didn't see quitting as an option. Not that he was resenting it, but it's good to know, it was good for me to know how he was feeling sometimes. Men are often thinking about providing for us in our golden retirement years as well as today, which just adds to this pressure that they feel. But aren't we thankful that they're thinking ahead? I know I am. This feeling of them wanting to provide well for us and being a way of showing us love um, can also lead to misunderstandings. If we as women remark about how nice someone's house is, our husbands may interpret that as not providing enough for us, that we're not happy with their level of provision. 
as women in general, I think we're just remarking about it the same as we would admire a piece of art or our husbands might remark about a passing Ferrari. So if your husband reacts to a comment about the house needing new paint or your friend's new furniture or something like that, this may be the root of that reaction. So I think we can be careful about those types of remarks um, and we can clarify that we weren't meaning to complain you know, about what we do have or don't have. So I think just knowing that they may interpret it that way can help us to clarify. Now, this burden can also fuel arguments over money, which is a common theme of conflict in marriage. When finances are tight, we can work together or we can resort to the blame game. So if we are pressuring our husbands to, to do something or get more money somehow, we are only adding pressure to what they already feel and are more than likely demotivating them. This is not to say that if he is out of work and laying around on the couch that we ignore that. Um, you know, what help does he need to get back on his feet? And yes, he does need to do something in that case. But what would be more helpful in a, you know, a tight money season would be to convey our belief in them and that they will solve this problem and our genuine offer to help them in any way possible. Remember, you're a team. Tackle the problem together and show your support. So why do our men feel this burden? I personally think it goes back to the very beginning. In the Garden of Eden, God was the sole provider. I don't think Adam ever wondered what he would provide for Eve for dinner or how it was gonna happen. God gave them all the produce they needed to survive. But then after their choice to disobey God, they were expelled from the garden. And listen to what God's words to Adam were. This is from Genesis. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. Sweat, toil, work. Adam was cursed to work hard to provide food for his family. It's part of the fall, and this burden has been passed down through the ages. But let us remember that when Jesus came, he came to redeem everything. If we trust in him, he will provide. So we can remind our husbands to give this burden of provision over to God and trust in him. If we follow his will, and his ways, he promises to take care of our needs. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I've seen him provide for us over and over again. His resources never run dry. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And you can rest in that this week especially if you as the woman also feel this burden of providing. Rest in God as our provider.
If the topic of money or providing comes up, try to look at it from the perspective of the weight your husband feels and approach the topic with that in mind. And again, look to God, the God of all resources, and seek his favor and wisdom, and then work through those issues together as a team. If you have questions about what I've discussed, please leave a comment and I will do my best to respond to it. Always feel free to reach out to me at Anne at SynergiaMM.com. That's A-N-N-E at S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-A-M-M.com. The M-M stands for Marriage Mentoring. Remember, you are love. You are enough. And you are beautiful. Go in peace.